Coming up, not only in life, but in professional wrestling, it's not just about seizing momentum, but it's about capitalizing on it. And we're going to do just that. It's Heat version 11 in 3, 2... Welcome to version 11 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. My name is referee Tony S. Thank you so much for joining me wherever you may be. Hey, good to see you. Welcome back. You can follow me on Twitter, referee Tony S. You can follow the show at The Heat Pod. And if you have a question and would like for me to answer it on the show, by all means, we're at theheatpod at gmail.com if you want to send them in. And we're on all podcast platforms, all of them, from Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it, we're on it. Podbean to Good Pods, Reason to Radio Public, every single one of them. And if your podcast platform of choice does not have Heat the Wrestling Podcast, don't just ask for it, demand it. Thank you once again. Thank you so much for supporting the show. I greatly appreciate it. And hey, we're a family, La Familia, minus Chavo Guerrero and the Edgeheads. But we're La Familia, and I appreciate you supporting me in this endeavor. we got a lot more to come here in future versions of the show, but... Going through my show notes, I got a lot of information to tell you, and not a lot of time to do it. So, headlines, let's go. Let's start off with the flagship and say what you want about the show, about it being three hours, a lot of sponsors, product placements. But, they have been showing and providing a lot more in-ring action as of late. Less about the backstage, and more on the in-ring product and in-ring action and building stars on television. And that should be commended. Speaking of being commended, RK Bro and Alpha Academy. A lot of people don't like the skits, and I get that. A lot of people didn't understand why the scooter race, why the Academy Challenge. And I get all that. But think about what it might lead to. And I think it's going to lead to something big happening. Especially as we get closer to WrestleMania. And it may involve Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is lobbying for a spot in the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship which takes place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, in just over one week's time. And I believe he'll get it. The question is, who will it be at the expense of? I think it's going to be Riddle. I mean, what if Riddle is attacked and can't compete in the Elimination Chamber? What if he's snake bit? By the way, shout out to Chad Gable. MVP and Bobby Lashley continue to be money and magic, not just on the microphone, but together. Hey, the champion doesn't need to wrestle every single week, but it does need to be seen in some capacity, especially in their hometown. You know how WWE has been in the hometowns of very popular talent, and I'm glad that it didn't sway that way. I'm glad that it showed and presented Bobby Lashley as a champion in their hometown. They want to see the champion. They want to see that anger, the fire, but they want to see him, and I'm glad we got to see it. And by the way, the reason I said shout out to Chad Gable, man, is he improving each and every week. He's showing that charisma. He could be, if presented, this generation's Kurt Angle. He does have that background. He does have that pedigree. He is a former Olympian. And I definitely think that the program of Alpha Academy and RK Bro has shined a light on Chad Gable that maybe he's never had before, or at least in quite some time. Shout out to Chad Gable. Let's talk about the United States heavyweight champion, Damian Priest. Yes, I went old school with the heavyweight deal. 
Damian Priest loses to the Phenomenal One, AJ Styles. And you know what that means. Eventually, Damian Priest will lose his cool. And when that happens, he will lose the United States Championship. The question is who? I may have an answer about that in a little bit. Speaking of champions, let's talk about former WWE champion, The Mizzle. And I enjoyed the episode of Miz TV, which he had, of course, his lovely wife, Maurice, and the Mysterios, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. And I liked the little subtle jab that The Miz had to Dominic in relation to a classic ruthless aggression storyline that happened a generation ago between Ray and the late, great Eddie Guerrero. I never noticed. You're a lot taller than Ray. Are you sure you're not Eddie's son? Ooh. That was uncalled for. Completely disrespectful. And good for Dominic, standing up for himself against The Miz, was led into a one-on-one matchup and Dominic getting the win. But again, The Miz, how good is he? I think a lot of wrestling fans still see The Miz as not deserving it, and I don't understand why. He's one of the best utility players in all of WWE, and probably has been for the last decade. As my man Guthrie Roy Hartford would say, put some respect on The Miz. And I really hope that when Miz's career is over, I really hope that a lot of people will be able to appreciate the Miz for what he has done and really appreciate his story from MTV to WWE and everywhere in between. He really is a success story. Also on Monday Night Raw, speaking of the United States Championship, Austin Theory and Mr. McMahon. Seems like Mr. McMahon is trying to give Theory a lesson on getting that killer instinct and going to the next level. And who better to give him that lesson than Mr. McMahon? He did win the 1999 Royal Rumble. He is a former WWF champion. So we know that the goal is set. We know for Austin Theory, the goal is set for him to obtain an individual championship. And he is in the Elimination Chamber match in Jeddah for the WWE Championship against five top talents on Raw in the company today. The goal is for him to obtain an individual championship. But is it the WWE Championship? Could it be? What if Austin Theory wins the United States Championship from Damian Priest and sets off the powder keg of anger and fury that Damien Priest has been hiding and keeping bottled up for so long. What if that was the trigger to set Damien Priest off losing the United States Championship to Austin Theory? That could happen. We're getting close to the Elimination Chamber, but first we've got to stop in NXT 2.0. Great tag team matches with the Dusty Classic. Your finals are set. For NXT Vengeance Day this coming Tuesday night on Sci-Fi, why do I smell an upset? Either way, when it comes to the Dusty Classic, it's tag team wrestling done right in its purest form. Nobody's making the referees look stupid. The tags are being adhered to. Good, smart, classic tag team wrestling with psychology all around the table. Good, classic tag team wrestling. I like it. And I like how they're doing the tournament. And I like how they're pairing up the finals. Good job by NXT. Speaking of NXT, 
the Zigzag Man, Dapper Dolph, in NXT, Dolph Ziggler? Sign me up for more DZ. I dug the contract signing, Summit, whatever name you want to put on it. Maybe a match between Tommaso Ciampa and Dolph Ziggler in the future, you know? I'd love to see that. At the end of that segment, the confrontation between Santos Escobar and Braun Breaker, that will happen for the NXT Championship at Vengeance Day. And in my opinion, Santos Escobar needs, bold, italicized, underscore, needs the numbers game in order to defeat Braun Breaker. When Braun Breaker and Santos went one-on-one, when the numbers game was not in play, you saw the look in his eyes. And I believe he knows that one-on-one, he can't beat Braun Breaker without the numbers game being in his favor. Let's talk about the North American Championship match that's going to happen at Vengeance Day between Carmelo Hayes and Cameron Grimes. Did they need to be in action this week? No. Why? Because they are proving how important this match is. How important this match is going to be at Vengeance Day. They showed both men in their elements with their vignettes. I appreciated it, and I thought they were very well done. Make no mistake about it, this is the money matchup for Vengeance Day. Hey, don't sleep on this, because this match may wake you up, or give you nightmares if you miss it. I have my money, as I always do on Mellow. But Cameron Grimes could have his best singles performance in quite some time in this new era of NXT. Let's run down Vengeance Day real quick. That's going to take place this Tuesday, February 15th, 8 Eastern, 7 Central on Sci-Fi. For the men's side, we'll definitely talk about the women later on in the show. But for the men's side, the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament, MSK looking to go back-to-back when they take on the Creed Brothers of Diamond Mine in a weaponized steel cage match. The Bruiserweight Pete Dunne takes on Tony D'Angelo. Once again, for the NXT North American Championship, Cameron Grimes challenges Unified Mellow, Carmelo Hayes, and Santos Escobar challenges Braun Breaker for the NXT Championship. That is NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, this Tuesday, February 15th, 8 Eastern, 7 Central on Sci-Fi. Let's go over to SmackDown. And again, as we lead into Elimination Chamber, Paul Heyman is so good on the mic, but I bet you already knew that. He is so good. He is the best today than maybe he's ever been in his entire career. The match is set for Elimination Chamber. The match is set for the Universal Championship as Goldberg, the man, challenges Roman Reigns for that championship. And again, Paul Heyman is the best today than he has ever been. But what if Paul Heyman is wrong? What if Brock Lesnar wins the Elimination Chamber match in Saudi Arabia? As the WWE Champion, and the match for WrestleMania is made champion versus champion, title for title. But also, what happens at WrestleMania? Let's say Paul Heyman is right. What if Brock Lesnar only goes for the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, and Brock Lesnar wins at WrestleMania? What if Brock Lesnar wins the Universal Championship from Roman Reigns in one of the main events at WrestleMania in front of Paul Heyman. What if that was to happen? How would Paul Heyman deal with that? That would make everything that happened at the Royal Rumble a fait accompli. 
What if the beast incarnate defeats the tribal chief right in front of his special counsel? What could happen? That could happen at WrestleMania. Let's go to AEW, the wrestling that is all elite. And Tony Khan announced on social media that he had an announcement to make. And like many of you, I waited for two hours. Waiting for that announcement from Tony Khan. And we never actually got it. We did see some new faces, some new appearances. So was that what Tony Khan was promising? We saw, first, the initial appearance of the Switchblade, former New Japan Pro Wrestling United States Champion Jay White in AEW. And we also saw Keith Lee in a face of the Revolution qualifying match. Keith Lee coming to AEW, in my opinion, was Keith Lee's showcase matchup against Isaiah Cassidy of Private Party. And just like each and every one of you, I would like and want Keith Lee to be utilized right and properly, just as everybody else wants to. The only question I have is this. With so much talent on this roster, could the Forbidden Door be a revolving door? With so much talent on this roster, how much talent can you truly utilize on programming and pay-per-views? Remember, you can't use everybody. And the more talent that comes in equally, or maybe double that talent, goes out. And why didn't we hear or see Tony Khan? We're waiting, we promised, and it never showed up. He did apologize, I get that. But, knowing how social media is, if you're going to promise something, you need to deliver on that. Speaking of delivering, Hangman Page and Lance Archer delivered in a bloody, brutal, violent, and destructive Texas deathmatch in the main event of Dynamite. And Hangman Page survives it to retain the AEW World Championship. And Hangman is right. He said it on Twitter. He's tired of bleeding every month. I agree with him. And Adam Cole comes out, baby, to confront Adam Page after his victory. And when that match happens, and if it eventually does, for the AEW World Championship, of course, what would that do to the foundation of the Elite or the Super Click if Adam Cole wins? Think about Kenny Omega. We haven't seen Kenny Omega in quite some time here on AEW, and the balance of power could shift if Adam Cole comes to AEW and becomes the AEW World Champion. Remember, Adam Cole, in every major professional wrestling promotion that he has represented and competed in, he has been a world champion. He is a Ring of Honor World Champion on multiple occasions. He is an NXT champion in WWE on multiple occasions. Can this lead to Adam Cole becoming AEW World Champion and a future showdown With Kenny Omega? That could happen. Stay tuned to AEW for that. As we head out to Impact Wrestling, all roads lead to no surrender at the John A. Alario Event Center in West Wego, Louisiana. Tickets are still available if you're in that area. The doors will be open at 6 p.m. Central. The bell time, show time, begins at 7 Central. Tickets start as low as 25 bucks. You can get your tickets at impactwrestling.com. A lot happening. And by the way, did you see Impact Wrestling? I know I did. And we just saw the fifth member of Honor No More, Kenny King, the former X Division champion. He returns to represent Honor No More and be their fifth member in their big matchup 
at No Surrender. Yes, it will be Honor No More. Kenny King, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent with Maria Canellis. Bennett against Team Impact. Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, Josh Alexander, Rhino, and Rich Swan. If Honor No More wins, they get to stay in Impact. If Honor No More loses, they're out of Impact. They cannot appear there anymore. So the question is, with the inclusion of Kenny King, how does that benefit Honor No More? And don't sleep on Impact Wrestling. Not a lot of people get Access TV, but their storylines are making sense, especially when it comes to their big pay-per-views. W. Morrissey is on the hunt for Moose. He is looking like a man possessed. He's looking like a man on a mission. Moose getting that Impact World Championship. He wants to keep it at any cost. And speaking of impact, speaking of any cost, Matt Cardona defeated Jordan Grace to become the new Impact Digital Media Champion by any means necessary. Matt Cardona seemed he was almost conflicted about hitting Jordan Grace, laying a hand on her, but not through a steel chair. And Matt Cardona, now with another championship to add to his collection. But could he add a second one? We'll talk about that in just a minute. Let's switch over to Ring of Honor. As we get ready for Supercard of Honor Friday, April 1st, check out Ring of Honor Television. This recent edition of Ring of Honor Television showcased the first inductees of the Hall of Fame class, the inaugural Hall of Fame class of 2022, Jay and Mark the Briscoes. What a great way to devote an entire hour of television to the particular inductee, and to show and educate old fans, and new fans especially, to their contributions and to the overall history of Ring of Honor. This show gives you quick recaps of all of the Briscoe's 12 reigns as Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, and Jay Briscoe's two individual reigns as Ring of Honor World Champion. The show also will give you matches in which it shows the Briscoes going from one era of Ring of Honor to the next. The show will take you back to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, March 22nd, 2003, from Ring of Honor Night of Champions, as the Briscoes challenge tag team champions The Amazing Red and AJ Styles with Alexis Lurie at ringside. Alexis Lurie, you know her currently as the current Knockouts champion from Impact Wrestling, Mickey James. They'll also take you to Lewiston, Maine, November 7, 2018, part of Global Wars, as the Briscoes take on the current, now, AEW World Champion, Hangman Adam Page, and the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, with Brandy Rhodes. A little bit of a side note, the referee for both matches featured, AEW senior official Paul Turner. I think Ring of Honor did a great job with picking the matches that traveled again through two different eras of the company and how the Briscoes were instrumental in bridging the gap between the two. I did talk about Matt Cardona, and Matt Cardona will be in the main event of NWA Power Trip this Saturday, February 12th from the Valor Hall in Oak Grove, Kentucky. If you're in that area, doors will be open at 5.30 p.m. Central. Bell time will be at 7 Central. Tickets are still available for this event. Tickets start as low as $25. You can get your tickets at nwatix.com. And the main event will be Matt Cardona challenging Trevor Murdoch for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Can Matt Cardona become the World's Heavyweight Champion? Not if Trevor Murdoch has anything to say about it. 
and Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona going through a war of words in the media through Busted Open and other media outlets this Saturday, February the 12th. The time for talk is over. The fists are going to be up. The action is going to begin. And the World's Heavyweight Championship, the 10 pounds of gold, will be on the line. Matt Cardona's got his fans. Trevor Murdoch's got his fans. One fan base is going to be disappointed. And one fan base is going to be extremely satisfied. Who will it be? By the way, you can check this event out on Fight as well. Thanks to tried and true pro wrestling. You can definitely check it out. I encourage you to do so. Cardona versus Murdoch with the 10 pounds of gold at stake. Saturday, February 12th in Oak Grove, Kentucky. Get your tickets at nwatix.com. Right now, we're going to take a brief time out here on version 11 of Heat. For without question, the best in the game. When we come back, you know what time it is. It's all about the ladies, the ladies. We're going to talk about Lita and Lynch. Charlotte and Rhonda, Jade, an attraction that's toxic, and women's independent professional wrestling coming to Delaware. All that and more coming your way here on version 11 of Heat with referee Tony S. Hey, that's me. Don't go away. It's WCW Nitro. Official PlayStation Magazine says it captures all of the insanity of cable's most watched program, featuring over 35 of your favorite WCW and NWO superstars, one and two player tag team action, and secret run in characters, all on Sony PlayStation. It's WCW Nitro. Call 1 800 WCW 8681 or send $49.95 plus shipping and handling to the address on your screen. Also available wherever video games are sold. Wrestling fans, join us Saturday, February 12th as the National Wrestling Alliance returns to Oak Grove, Kentucky for a special edition of NWA Power that we're calling NWA Power Trip. Here's a quick preview of our evening at Valor Hall. Kylie Ray faces NWA Women's Invitational winner Chelsea Green. Colby Carino wrestles Rhett Titus in a two out of three falls match. The OGK battles the Fixers in a Kentucky Sweethearts Brawl. Idlemania Sports Management takes on the team of the ill-begotten Mims and the Masked Scion. Anthony Mayweather challenges Chris Adonis for the NWA national title. The national treasure Nick Aldis faces former friend turned bitter enemy Tom Latimer in an I Quit match. Camille defends her NWA Women's World Championship against Taryn Terrell. And much, much more. For tickets, visit NWATix.com. That's NWATix.com. Welcome back to version 11 of Heat, the wrestling podcast. A little preview to NWA Power Trip this Saturday night. Again, the best in the game. Gotta love it. Referee Tony S. back with you. Thank you so much for joining me. You can follow me on Twitter, Referee Tony S., the show at The Heat Pod. And any questions, comments, concerns, send them to theheatpod at gmail.com. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to check out Heat, the wrestling podcast. More surprises coming your way very soon, and I've got some great people for you to meet in the coming versions. So keep tuning in. Keep checking out the Heat Pod on Twitter for more information. But right now, the ladies, the ladies, the headlines, let's go.
Again, the flagship takes over this portion of the women's headlines, and Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, man, is she talented. Man, is she good. Bianca Belair could be one of the top and up-and-coming 5-2 utilities in the company. I mean, think about it. She can wrestle. She's great to market. She's great with the media. She can do it all right now. Bianca Belair is a star. You saw it in her match with Nikki A.S.H. And even with a loss, Nikki A.S.H. proved that at any given time, she can be a contender and take that Raw Women's Championship again, leading into WrestleMania. Nikki A.S.H. is a dark horse for the Women's Elimination Chamber match. And speaking of Chamber match, we still don't know who the sixth entrant will be in that Elimination Chamber matchup. But Bianca Belair is a strong favorite, and she is one of the tops in the game today. So, Bianca Belair, thumbs up. Double thumbs up. Speaking of thumbs up, Lita comes to Monday Night Raw. Lita has a match with Becky Lynch for the Raw Women's Championship at Elimination Chamber. And Lita, after a minor physical onslaught from the champ, from the man, from Big Time Bex, Lita counteracts with a twist of fate, and a classic, iconic moonsault. The Lita salt. Lita. Still got it? She never lost it. But, look for Becky Lynch to retaliate, going into Elimination Chamber. Look for the man to strike back, and possibly go after Lita's two major weaknesses. Her previously torn ACL, which she suffered in 2006, during a women's championship match, with Trish Stratus, and or her previously broken and surgically refused and repaired neck. The man will be looking to any and all costs to retain her championship and go into WrestleMania as women's champion. Don't be surprised if that happens going into the event. On NXT, it's a very good main event for the NXT Women's Championship between Kaylee Ray and Mandy Rose. And Kaylee Ray showed why she is one of the top challengers to not just this, but any women's championship that she sets her sights on. I'm not going to discount Mandy Rose either. She continues to improve each and every match and each title defense. Toxic Attraction, they love to play the numbers game. That's what Strength in Numbers is all about, like any trio does. And everyone needs to be on the lookout. Everyone. You heard Mackenzie Mitchell reporting that Toxic Attraction was thrown out of the building along with Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada after their brawl before the NXT Women's Championship match. And speaking of Indy Hartwell, is there possible trouble for Index? We haven't seen Dexter Loomis in a bit. And how does that go into their possible storyline? Everybody loved the Index wedding. But now that Toxic Attraction has put in place a little cliffhanger, a little tease to Duke Hudson, how is that going to go into play with the impending return of Dexter Loomis to the Index storyline? Is there possible trouble for Index? But is there also possible trouble for Toxic Attraction? Remember, J.C. Jane and Gigi Dolan of Toxic Attraction, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, are set to defend their championship against Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada at Vengeance Day this Tuesday on Sci-Fi. But a new team, a new merged team, a new merged 
partnership, that is, has stepped up to the plate. And that is the duo of Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray after the main event this past week. But I think the person that you need to keep your eye on is Zoe Stark. Because what if Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray win the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship? I expect Zoe Stark to snap, especially if they win the championship. I believe that Zoe Stark will break down and unleash a new side to her once she's back to 100%, and once the possibility, if Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray become champions, expect Zoe Stark to turn on Io Shirai. That's just me. Because remember, when it comes to partnerships and even tag teams, gold always separates. Let's go to SmackDown. And on SmackDown, Naomi gets a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship this coming week. And you know, and I know, something will happen there between Naomi and Sonya Deville. But make no mistake about it, after Sonya Deville's actions... At the official announcement of Ronda Rousey challenging Charlotte Flair for the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. And subsequent, all the actions preceding this. Make no mistake about it. Sonya Deville's days as a WWE official are slowly being numbered. Slowly. The Charlotte versus Ronda is made for WrestleMania. Sonya Deville, yes, she got involved, but ultimately pays the price for getting in Ronda Rousey's way. But also, did you notice that before Ronda was going to put that arm breaker on Sonya, Sonya wanted Charlotte to come into the ring and save her from Ronda Rousey. But Flair didn't move one foot to do so. The match is made now for WrestleMania. The only women's match so far made for WrestleMania. It's Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen between now and then if Sonya Deville is going to get involved. And what if on the off chance that Sonya Deville and Naomi could be made for WrestleMania with Sonya Deville's job on the line. That could be part of a free-for-all. And I know one fan base is very unhappy that their particular superstar is not involved in this marquee matchup between Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey for WrestleMania. I know one particular fan base who is very upset about that. I don't need to tell you who that fan base is, but they are very upset. But for right now, that's the main event. Let's go to AEW. Jade Cargill continues to improve each and every week as the AEW TBS champion and overall as a competitor. She's going to get stronger and stronger and better and better as the weeks and months and hopefully years go by. I thought it was a very good match with AQA because, for one, it showed what AQA can do to get that near 1-2-3, that near fall on Jade Cargill and possibly become TBS champion. What would that have been if AQA In Jade's title defense, what if AQA wins and becomes the champion? What would that have done? But they are trying to do their best to push Jade Cargill to the limit as an up-and-coming star. And she is. And I would like more of these matches to take place with talent that maybe are underutilized with Jade Cargill that would be able to push Jade Cargill and get those kinks 
out of Jade Cargill's system. Sometimes knowing a person's limitations is a good way to go about it. And Jade Cargill, she's not polished yet. She's getting there, but it's giving her a chance to, again, work out those little mechanics and get better as each week goes by. Impact Wrestling, the match is made for No Surrender as Tasha Steeles with Savannah Evans will challenge Mickey James for the Impact Knockouts Championship Saturday, February 19th in West Wego, Louisiana. Again, get your tickets at impactwrestling.com. And I haven't said this yet, and maybe I did. How good did Mickey James look at the Royal Rumble? And again, kudos to WWE for recognizing Impact Wrestling recognizing the Impact Knockouts Championship and recognizing Mickie James as their champion and displaying that properly at the Royal Rumble. I thought it was good all around. It didn't make Impact look bad. I thought it made Impact viable, credible, and important. I think a lot of people look down on Impact, unfortunately, because maybe, yes, Impact is not the impact, the alternative impact that it was from 2004 to 2007, or even after that. A lot of people just like to frame professional wrestling or a wrestling promotion in one specific time period. And I admit, I'm guilty of that from time to time. But it made Impact feel important, and it made Impact feel that they, even on the women's level, can compete with the top dogs in town. Kudos to WWE. And Mickey James, she did great in the Royal Rumble. I don't think that she needed to win the Royal Rumble. I think that she needed to do a strong showing in the Royal Rumble. And I think she did just that. And again, Mickey James trailblazing her own path, her own way. And I think she's doing a fantastic job. And who knows? Maybe this will open in the future to another door that maybe WWE will be able to open in the near future. Kudos to WWE, and again, congratulations to Mickey James. Also on Impact Wrestling, you saw Deanna Perrazzo put out an open challenge for either her AAA Reina Duranas Championship or her Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. When is that going to take place? Is that going to be on Impact? Is that going to be on No Surrender? Matter of fact, the only women's match advertised right now is... The Impact Knockouts Championship match between Tasha Steeles and Mickey James. So when will this happen? Maybe next week on Impact. But expect to see more of the Virtuosa. Deanna Perrazzo has improved leaps and bounds over the last 12 months than maybe any superstar, female superstar in the business today. From character to ring persona, she's kept herself in the spotlight, in the A game, on the A level in wrestling today. Keep your eyes out for Deanna Perrazzo. And in my opinion, if you're lucky enough to see her at an event in your town, definitely go. Because you will get wrestling as the virtuosa likes to do, perhaps better than anyone in the world. Again, please support everyone through Ring of Honor as they go through their hiatus, as we get ready for Supercard of Honor this April. And if you haven't checked out the Ring of Honor YouTube channel, I'd like for you to go to the Ring of Honor YouTube channel, and check out the Ring of Honor uncut documentary of This Is Women's Wrestling as they go through the women's division as it leads up to the crowning of a new Ring of Honor Women's World Champion. But 
Ring of Honor, again, should be commended for what they've done in building the women's division. And I would definitely like for the women's division to stay in Ring of Honor. I think they've done great things, and they will continue to do great things. And I would love to see partnerships with the Ring of Honor's women's division, especially in Impact and other promotions like that, just to make it more of a world championship. Looking forward to that as we get closer to Supercard of Honor. Before we close out version 11, I am excited to bring you information on women's professional wrestling coming to Delaware later this month. First, thank you to Capital Championship Wrestling for allowing me the platform to be able to share this information on to you. Capital Championship Wrestling presents Battleground on Saturday, February 19th from Houston, Delaware at 143 Broad Street. The doors open at 5 p.m. Bell time is at 6 p.m. Tickets will be available at the door the night of the event. Front row seating is $25, general admission is $20, and free admission for children ages 5 and under. This will also be streaming on Title Match Network for those of you who are unable to be there live and in person. This event will feature women from not just the up-and-coming ranks of the industry, but women who have been featured on national and international wrestling television as of late. A great night of women's wrestling will be coming your way from Capital Championship Wrestling. Let's run through the matches. Kayla Sparks will take on Mother Endless. The newest inductee of the Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame, Lufisto, will take on, from the Righteous and Ring of Honor, Vita Von Starr. The Tag Team Championship will be defended at Battleground as Devlin McCobb and Riley Shepard challenge the reigning Tag Team Champions, Robin and Charlotte, the Renegade Twins. And speaking of Robin Renegade, she'll be taking on the AEW Women's World Champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, this coming Friday night on AEW Rampage. There will also be a triple threat match to determine the number one contender to the CCW Championship as Angelus Lane, Christina Marie, and Willow Nightingale do battle to get that spot. Of course, Willow Nightingale was featured in final battle as she challenged Roxy for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. And speaking of the CCW Championship, that will be defended as well as Davian challenges Killin King for that coveted crown. A great night of women's wrestling coming your way in Houston, Delaware. That's Capital Championship Wrestling as it presents Battleground Saturday, February 19th from Houston, Delaware with a start time of 6 p.m. Doors open at 5. This will be streaming on Title Match Network if you're unable to be there live, but tickets will also be available at the door if you will be there live and in person. Again, many thanks to Capital Championship Wrestling. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at CCWAction. And for more information, visit CapitalChampionshipWrestling.com. If you have any questions, by any and all means, you can send them into the heatpot at gmail.com. My next officiating live event will be for Atlantic Pro Wrestling. This Saturday, February the 12th, from the Newburyport Elks in Newburyport, Massachusetts. Doors open at 5.45. Start time is at 6.30. There is reserved second row seating for $20. General admission seating, $15. Tickets are still available at AtlanticProWrestling.com. Your match is announced. Again, the best of New England, the best and the brightest, will be featured and showcased. Shannon Lavangi takes on Paris Vandale in women's action. The tag team of OP. H2O Ryan Waters and Matt Magnum make their APW Tag Team debut. Kylan King, no relation to Killin' King. Kylan King will take on the main attraction, Mac Daniels. Nico Silva, the Rhode Island Lion, will take on Tyler Nitro. 
Armani Chaos challenges the natural-born thriller Randy Rivera for the APW New England Championship. And Dustin Waller takes on AEW's Jorah Joel. That's this Saturday in Newburyport, Massachusetts for Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Tickets are available right now at AtlanticProWrestling.com. Also, Lucky Pro Wrestling will come to Hudson, Massachusetts on Saturday night, March the 5th, with a 7.30 p.m. start for Wrestleversary. That will be in Hudson, Massachusetts at the Hudson Elks Lodge, 99 Park Street. AEW's Jorah Joe will be in attendance and in action for that, as well as Lucky Pro Wrestling Women's Champion and Impact Wrestling Knockout Alicia Edwards, as well as a few surprises that I'm not at liberty to discuss here. But... Be there in Hudson. Tickets are still on sale at LuckyProWrestling.com. Check out Hype Central, Lucky Pro Wrestling, Hype Central on Twitter and on Facebook as I will be bringing you match information as we lead into Wrestleversary on March 5th. So, this Saturday for Atlantic Pro Wrestling on February the 12th in Newburyport, Massachusetts and Lucky Pro Wrestling on Saturday, March 5th in Hudson, Massachusetts. Get your tickets at AtlanticProWrestling.com and LuckyProWrestling.com, respectively. Upcoming virtual signings from our friends at KNS WrestleFest this Saturday, February 12th, will be an 80s WWF-themed virtual signing as Jose Luis Rivera, Tito Santana, Tony Guerrilla, and the unpredictable Johnny Rods will be making their way to KNS WrestleFest for an upcoming virtual signing this Monday, February 14th. Ron Simmons, the Hall of Famer, will be available as well for virtual signings. And Cowboy Bob Orton will be checking into KNS WrestleFest for his virtual signing on February 18th. So that is Johnny Rods, Jose Luis Rivera, Tito Santana, and Tony Guerrilla on February 12th. Ron Simmons on February 14th. And Cowboy Bob Orton February 18th. More information can be seen on their KNS WrestleFest Facebook page and on Twitter and KNS WrestleFest online at kswrestlefest.weebly.com. T-Mart Promotions will also be giving out more information as to The Gathering 3 coming later this summer in Charlotte, North Carolina. Check out their Facebook page, search T-Mart Promotions, and the owner of T-Mart Promotions, Martin T-Mart D'Amato, as each and every week more vendor guests are being announced for The Gathering 3 this summer in Charlotte, North Carolina. You definitely don't want to miss that. And ladies and gentlemen, this one is in the history books. Thank you so much for joining me here on Heat, the wrestling podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, and please do. I'm at Referee Tony S. You can follow the show at The Heat Pod. And if you have a question that would like for me to answer it on the show, by all means, send your questions into theheatpod at gmail.com. Again, we're on all podcast platforms. And if your podcast platform does not have Heat, the wrestling podcast on it, don't just ask for it, demand it. And if applicable, please put a four or five star review for the show. It certainly helps the show out, and I truly and greatly appreciate each and every one of you for checking in with me this week. Have a great, safe, and blessed weekend, everybody. And I'll see you right back here on Heat for version 12 next week. So long, everybody.